Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom today, my friends. I'm going to answer some very tough questions. I was going through the mailbag, and they really stimulated me to come to some type of a, a program that explains who should invest in real estate and who shouldn't. Uh, today, I am going to answer and or propose to you the two bad things about real estate investing. And um, I'm going to get through those. I, I want to get to who should invest and who should not invest and why you should invest and what you really get out of real estate investing. I want to hit a spot on taxes, why taxing uh, investing benefits you tax-wise in so many cases. Uh, a lot to cover today. So I'm going to get started here. I got an email from a gentleman. And I'm going to read some of it because um, it's got some points I want to make to you. First one says, I'm truly amazed that you actually read this because surely your time is huge is in huge demand. Regardless, I'm still happy if someone else on your team will, would answer this for me. No worries there. Um, Guys, I answer all the emails you send to me. Uh, I have 50,000 clients. I get emails every day. I probably get 50 emails a day. And there's nothing I enjoy more in life than doing this, helping people and figuring things out that they can't figure out or seeing the quirks in their twisted point of view. Not to be mean, but I'm, I'm saying twisted as opposed to what they think they're doing for themselves or not really doing for themselves. Uh, you know, it's it's one of these things where I like to, to share as much of it as I can. So don't be afraid to email me if you want to and just email ask Dell. That's D E L one L. Ask Dell at L U I N C dot com and you can get these emails to me. He says I won't bore you about your background. Uh, long and short of it, he does bore me with his background for about two or three paragraphs here, but it says basically, sadly I'm fifty years old and have nothing, literally nothing. I listen to your radio show locally, I'm not going to say where, and I've heard you say this is really only ticket to getting ahead. Um, he says, I agree with you. Well, I don't know how he can agree with me if he doesn't really know. He says this. This is an interesting statement, though. I'll just say I know a bit about real estate. I've had brokerage blinders on for almost 30 years. I've been a licensed agent and traditional buyer-seller sales have paid my bills for many years, but I've never hit it out of the park. Well, there's where we start. Real estate investing is not a job. Being a real estate agent is not being a real estate investor. And for this individual to believe that real estate investing has anything at all to do with being a real estate agent is completely wrong. A lot of people think, well, I, if I go get my license, number one, I'll understand real estate better. You might understand buying and selling real estate better, but you don't understand real estate at all. Many, many real estate agents are the worst real estate investors out there. In fact, most of them are. Why? Because 
there is a personality trait that goes with being a successful real estate investor. Now, I've seen type A's that were very successful, and I've seen type B's that were very successful. But I've also seen there are type A's that never get it. And I've made this point now since I was 35 years old. Uh, I've been married to a bartender. Um, the bartender worked at a, my wife worked at a topless bar. And you said, well, why do you bring that up? Well, because these girls coming home from being bartenders, if they're, you know, good looking women or just really good flirtatious people, even a bartender at a regular bar, if they're really personable, they go to work and they make anywhere from 100 to $500 a night. We're talking about investing. They didn't invest anything. You know, they didn't invest anything to go make that 100 to $500 that night, except some time. They're trading time for money. And once you ever become aware that there are places you can trade time for large amounts of money, real estate investing will never make sense to you. So, well, why is that? Because you go, why would I put down $10,000 to buy a piece of real estate, a la a rent house, that only makes me $500 a month? Not a night. A month. See, I, why would I give up my 10000 to only make 500 or even worse, a $200 a month positive cash flow? That doesn't register in that type of person's mind. It just doesn't. And in this gentleman right here, the real estate brokerage blinders he's talking about is that you could find a good deal as a real estate agent, but you would sell it. Why? Well, if I sell it, I earn $5,000. But if I hold on to it, I have to put down $10,000. That in itself is a $15,000 turnaround in my life. And what do I get from it? $200 to $500 a month? That's terrible. I'd rather go sell another house. Every house I sell, I make two to 5000 bucks. There is no rationale at all, ever, any way, shape, or form, if you've ever been a high-priced salesman, to think that real estate investing, done the right way, as a real estate investor, not as a flipper, not as a wholesale guy. Because, see, these are not real estate investing. These are what I used to laughingly call real estate Outvesting. You deal with something, a product like a piece of real estate, and you make money by arbitrage. Buy low, sell high, or by commission. You know, sell it and get a commission. You are not investing in real estate. You're gambling if you're doing arbitrage. Buy low, sell high is gambling. You're just moving it, but it's all work related. You stop doing it today, you don't make any money tomorrow. There is no reoccurring income from being an arbitrage expert, or if you don't know what that means, buy low, sell high. There is no reoccurring income from being a real estate agent. That means if you don't get up and go sell something, you don't make any money. This is not, and I repeat, not real estate investing in any way, shape, or form, right? So this guy goes on and he says, questions I have are, and by the way, the guy says he's 50 years old, is it possible to get started buying real estate if you have no money? of your own to invest. Goes on and says, hard money doesn't sound like the answer unless I'm going to flip something. Any ideas? Or do I just have to figure out a way to save some investment capital, work a job, etc.? Or should I try to do this middleman method of optioning the sale of other people's properties? So again, that's 
you get an option on a property and then you sell it to somebody else. All of these are what I just talked about. All of his ideas. He wants to find a way that he can get into real estate investing without having any money to invest. And I wrote to him, I said, what you're asking me for is this a something for nothing thing? Is this really just something for nothing? And I wrote back to him, no, it isn't. When I talk about being retired and or the term just getting kicked around by everybody now is real estate retired, it's something different than what you think. You think of retirement as being, uh, have a pile of money that you can just quit your job and you can live off this pile of money for the rest of your life, in which case your goal has to be die before I run out of money. That's all there is because there's nothing coming from it. My goal in the opposite side of that, it was most prevalent to me to want to just get out of working, to be honest with you. I was willing to go out and put together a real estate portfolio that took some work, not a lot, and you have to keep this in mind, very little compared to getting up and going to work every day. But I had to do some things. Uh, these people that have these great jobs don't want to leave the jobs, and so they're looking just to pick up passive investments, a different kind of investment. So we're going to set that passive investment stuff off to the side for a second, and we're calling it total passive inve- passive investing, totally passive. I'm trying to get to say it the way it would make sense. Um, and let's just talk about investing. You go out here and you buy a rent house. Go, why do you go buy a rent house? The median income, I think, is $51,000, $52,000 a year. Now, that's not most of you. Median means it's right in the middle. And the typical thing right now, we're buying a lot of rent houses. And we're noticing that, that people are really interested in rent houses because they're afraid of apartments. Um, and I'll get into that in a minute here. But, you know, they're really hot on houses now because the, the prices and the interest rates being so high made it so that normal people wanting to go buy a home couldn't afford to buy the home. So they're renting. They still want a place to live. They need a place to live, so they're renting. Not all of them want to rent apartments. Some of them want to live in houses. So what happens is, is that you go out and you buy yourself a rent house. You see that it makes $200 to $500 a month. But if you don't go there and buy it with the intention you have to do all the rehab up front, then you've got a house that's got problems. It's going to break down. There's going to be things that go wrong, and you're going to get hit. That 200 to 500 a month could get eaten up instantly by maintenance and repair, not to mention the headache of needing to arrange all the maintenance and repair and get it done. So what we do is we fix everything up front. Absolutely. And if you can't buy it and totally renovate it, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about upgrading it, making, try to make a class C neighborhood house be a class A like you want to live in. You're not upgrading it like they do on TV, flip this house stuff. That, does, that stuff doesn't even doesn't work. It's not real. Okay, It doesn't even happen. They, it's all TV shows. They're making it up, I guarantee you. But if you want to go out there and buy a rent house, clean it up and make it clean and functional. Everything is brand new that needs to be. Everything's functional. Not upgraded, but clean and functional and new. And rent that out. What we do and the way we go through it is that house, we might buy it. It might be worth $200,000. We might buy it for $100,000. We might put $50,000 in it and own it for $150,000 all in, meaning the $100,000 we bought it for, $50,000 total renovation. Now we own it for $150,000. So we made, because that house, as soon as we renovate it, is going to be worth $200,000. 
we made $50,000 captured equity. Now, to get into this deal, it will cost us between $10,000 and $25,000 to get in, maybe thirty dollars on the upside, depending on how the, the, the financing is arranged. We use hard money lending, so they lend us the money to buy it and to do the rehab. Then all we have to come up with is the difference. Um, but remember, we're buying it below. They'll lend us 75% of the after-repaired value, which is 200000 So they're going to lend us, you know, uh, $150,000. bucks. Now, we bought it for 100 We rehabbed it for fifty. so all we needed the closing costs. And that's where you get, it, get into buying this thing for $10,000 down is the double closing cost. Now, that's the short of how we do what we do. Understanding it all is more complicated. But... That's what we do. So you might be sitting here with an investment of $25,000 or $10,000 for that matter, depending on what you were able to find when you're looking, and then capturing $50,000 worth of instant capital gain equity. Now, you look around at your net worth, and at the age I was at, there's no way. I didn't have $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 gains like that. But you can do that. So if you think about it, a guy's got 10 houses and he made 50000 on each house, that's $500,000. A lot of you can't save your entire life to get up to $500,000. Eh, that's probably wrong. Probably everybody in the upper side of the median price probably can save up to 500000 but it takes them their whole life. So what I'm saying in a year or two, you're now worth a half a million dollars. Now, if you put in 25000 a house on 10 houses, you have 250000 equity you put in. So now you have $750,000 equity. And you've got anywhere from two hundred to $500 cash flow on 10 houses. So that's 2000 to $5,000 a month cash flow coming in. Now, that is a lot of cash flow considering, think about what it would mean to your wife. <laughs> I'm just saying it because I, I make all the money. My wife spends all the money. What would it mean to the person in your family that wants to spend money to you having 5000 bucks a month more in your Anywhere from two to five, but let's just say five. What would that mean to you to have five grand a month just coming in for doing nothing? And we're not even talking about retiring yet. We're not even at retiring yet. We're just talking about that money coming in. What would that mean to you? That's something you need to think about. We'll take a short break. We'll come back and we'll get deeper into this because there's way more to it. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Roadmap to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a part of Lifestyles Unlimited? Dell Wamsley tells you what to expect when you join us for the next live online free workshop. We've been here for 30 years. Over 30 years, we've had and or do have roughly 50,000 plus members all over the United States. 
We have retired tens of thousands of people, and it's just incredible what you're going to find that you're going to be in here. Not only are you going to find the greatest amount of information and education, you're going to find the people, the most open people you've ever met in your entire life. Come meet the people at Lifestyles Unlimited who will help you change your life and empower you to stop depending on a paycheck, your 401k, IRA, or Social Security for your future. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. At the free workshop, we'll teach you the five ways to make money with real estate, cash flow, equity capture, appreciation, equity buildup, and the tax advantages. Like Dell says, we'll open our books and show you how the numbers work with both single-family and multi-family case studies. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about who should invest in real estate, who should not invest in real estate, uh, what is good about real estate, what is bad about real estate. And uh, we've finished up the last segment talking about, you know, if you just would have bought 10 rent houses, and captured 50,000 equity in each one, you'd have the 25,000 you put down on each one, uh, which would be 250,000 plus the 500,000 equity you just captured, you'd have $750,000 worth of equity and quite a large amount of cash flow coming each month that you could add to your quality or standard of living. Or you could do like I did, plow it right back in and buy more. Uh, at one time I owned over 100 houses, I think it was 106 was the high uh, at some point. The concept that I'd fix everything right up front I put a tenant in there and then literally I would never hear from the tenant. I don't know why you guys do. Well, I do. You don't fix anything and or you do it all wrong. And when you do it all wrong, then you have tenant problems. You know, there's just so many things you can do wrong in this business. If you just take the educational program and then, oh, my God, then listen to what I say. That's what's important. And I'm going to give you an example of a, a deal that I was, I'm back consulting people again. It was a group of single family houses. And this thing was perfect class D housing. And this was just as neat a little deal as I've seen in a long time. What is the problem? Well, it was owned by a guy who actually ran it himself. It was nothing to him. He kept it full. He made tons and tons and tons of money. In fact, he made so much money with this thing that when he got ready to sell it, a institutional buyer was willing to come in. And because it's really low-end housing, they a nonprofit said, well, we're buying low-end housing because we're going to help low-end housing people. And they took this place over and they had no idea, none, how to operate this thing. They lost $40,000 the first year of owning it. This thing is easy to run if you understand this kind of housing and these type of people that live there. But this, these people had no idea. And so they got their bazooby kicked, big time bad. Now, what they're trying to do is find somebody as dumb as they are to pay as much as they paid for it to get their money back out of it after they know that the price they paid made them lose $40,000 in a year. So in this particular case, here's some people that shouldn't have got into this kind of real estate. So now I'm making another point to you. Not only is there real estate that should be owned and real estate that shouldn't be owned, people that should do it and people that shouldn't do it, there's actually different types of real estate that fit different types of personalities and or lifestyles, whether or not they'll work. And 
It's just a matter of you need to know all that stuff. That's what mentoring is. It's me telling you that won't work for you or that will work for you. Now, here's how to go do it and getting it done. But this was large enough that if it was run the way the guy that owned it before he sold it to these guys ran it, if it was run the way I would have run it, you could have retired a middle-class family with this thing. That's how potentially profitable this could be. This could be a gold mine. Now, it has inherent problems. You'd have to be the kind of person could weather those inherent problems and know how to weather those inherent problems. And some of them maybe you could fix and some of them maybe you couldn't. And if you were going to keep it, then you'd have to own it so cheap that those inherent problems wouldn't put you out of business. Now, I could tell you stories that would make your hair curl. I could blow you away with stuff that I've seen happen in real estate and the ways people have addressed it on the low end side of real estate investing. Uh, But it's a completely different animal, but it is a way to get into stuff at lower prices and to buy enough real estate to be able to retire if you're the type of person can deal with that. Now, if you're not, then you need to stay into the regular, clean, middle-class neighborhoods. Now, we go further into this and we talk about You know, who should invest? Well, investing in real estate is something that you really have to dedicate yourself to. I say that you can do it not working very much, not putting a lot of time into it, but you still have to be dedicated to the knowledge of what needs to be done. So when you make decisions, even if you get somebody else to do the work for you, you make the right decisions. And if you're not dedicated to this, and understanding this isn't the stock market. You don't just take a dart and throw it at the wall and buy something. That will not work for you. You've got to get in here, learn what is available, look at options, speak to your mentors, and make the right decision. And Then you can hit home runs. And small apartment complexes are the type of deals that you hit home runs on. Uh, Grant Cardone, a, a real estate investor that's all over the Internet, he's probably the best social marketing guy out there right now that I think of, but he lies about it all the time. He says, the best deals ever are the big giant ones. Those are the best ones to invest in. No, he's absolutely wrong. The reason he wants to invest in the big giant deals, just so you know, is because he gets a management fee, an override of the profit. The larger the place is, the more management fee he gets and the more override he gets. So to him, he wants absolutely as large a property as possible to make the most money. But for you, those are the least profitable. Why? Because you can't take a giant Class A property where the rents are already at market and raise the rents 20, 30, 40, 50% and, and double and triple the value of the property. Now, maybe over 10 years, they'll go up 10, 20, 30%, but not in one year. When you go buy an apartment complex, and I've had 20-year-old kids do this, 21, 23, 25, your old kids do this. You go buy an apartment complex. And an apartment complex, by the way, is anything over five units. Four units and below is still single-family housing. And single-family housing is, a, is appraised by comparative market analysis. Another thing that uh, Grant Cardone misrepresents when he gets on there. He tells everybody, go buy a fourplex, and then you can uh, double its value by raising rents. No, Grant, that's how you do it on apartments, and that doesn't trans and into fourplexes because you don't buy fourplexes like apartments. You buy fourplexes from comparative market analysis, which means you've got to find another one that appraises for more before yours goes up in value. 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in multifamily, it's different. What happens is you have something called net operating income. What that is is all the income coming in from the rents minus all these expenses to operate the property, taxes, insurance, maintenance, repair, management, all the stuff that, you know, you've got to pay to operate that property. When all those are taken off, you have an amount of money that you get to keep, and that's called net operating income. And then if you pay cash for it, you get that amount. If you don't pay cash for it, you got a mortgage, and you got to subtract the mortgage from the net operating income, and that's your cash flow. Well, the way you get to the value of a property is you take the net operating income and you divide it by something called a cap rate. And a cap rate is what the marketplace wants to get paid to take the risk of going into this deal. So in the old days, we'd have cap rates of 10, uh, which means if uh, my property made $100,000 a year, it was worth divide uh, 10% into 100000 and that's a million dollars. So if I could raise the rent, right, if I could raise the rent by 10%, now I have 10% more money, my, income, my value is going to go up by 10%. And... In many cases, when the cap rates are lower than 10, like say they're five, they go up much, much more than that. So if I have a property that has $100,000 NOI and um, I raise, uh, let's say this is a 50 unit and I raise the rents, you know, $500 a month. I just got to get a calculator out here just to figure this out, uh, which is a large rent increase, by the way. But let's say that it's been there for a long time. Nobody's raised the rents, haven't fixed anything, done anything to make it worth more. But if I can get in there and I can raise the rents $500 a month, times 50 units, that's 25000 a month, times 12, that's $300,000 worth of increased income divided by 0.05 cap rate, that's a $6 million increase in value. Now, that's unbelievable. That's just unbelievable. Now, if it's only a $250 rent increase, it's $3 million, et cetera, et cetera. But you can change the value of an apartment complex. So it is honestly possible for someone to retire themselves with one quality small apartment complex in that where we had to buy 10 houses to get that $750,000 of equity, $500,000 gain. In an apartment complex, I could buy that thing and turn around and make a million bucks in one deal. That easy. Yeah, when I say that easy, I mean, mathematically, it's that easy, but you have to know how to do it. And if you pay too much up front, If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know how to operate, you don't know how to control your expenses, you don't know how to lease and keep it full, then all that it's just easy makes no sense at all because it's not easy if you don't know what you're doing. And if you try to go do this and blindly think, well, I'll just figure it out, you're going to be standing there with the underwear on your head. I know that's a gross way to perceive the situation you're in, but that's why it stinks. Real estate stinks when you don't know what you're doing, right? I heard a great comment on a football game the other day. He says, pressure is when you know you don't know what you're doing. You feel pressure. You feel like, wow, the world's caving in on me because you don't know what to do. If you knew what to do and the world starts caving in on you, you just fix it. It's no big deal. But you are sitting there knowing that you don't know what to do and you're losing your mind. See, how did I lose money on something that a guy on the radio, Del Wamsley, said is easy? Well, it's easy for Del Wamsley. And it's easy for the people that listen to what I say and come and follow what I say. But it's not easy for the people who won't follow what I say. It's not easy for you if you never learned what to do. And so there you go. What's the second bad thing about real estate? Not everyone can figure it out. In fact, real estate 
is the most counterintuitive thing I've ever seen. Everything you think you should do, you probably shouldn't do. Now, that's counterintuitive. And, man, you go in there. I'm going to logic this thing to death. I was talking to a guy the other day. He thought he was going to logic his way through this. But logic isn't what you're touching. When you operate housing, you are touching people's lives, where they live, how they live, how they feel about how they live. You're touching all that. And you can't analyze your way through that, buddy. There's no spreadsheet that's going to figure out what to do. You have to understand how this stuff really works and what really makes sense. What dollars to spend, what dollars not to spend, and so forth. So, my friends, remember this. Real estate's incredible for those who know how to do it. Because it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.